I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, the 21st of November. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, we hear from Gunners defender Skodran Mustafi and the former heavyweight champion of the world and boxing legend George Foreman is on the show as well. As ever, Adrian Clark, our very own heavyweight, is back with a chalkboard. But let's kick off with a weekend review. Arsenal went into that lunchtime game looking to win at Old Trafford for the first time since 2006. And it looked as though they were heading for yet another defeat until a couple of substitutes combined quite brilliantly in the dying minutes. By no means have Manchester United been brilliant today, but it looks like they're going to pick up the three points. And the fact that De Gea hasn't been worked is going to be frustrating and disappointing for Arsenal. Wenger. And this is Oxlade changing, looking to change it. Gets away from Rashford, gets across in towards the far post. Queuing up here, right? up and on the score sheet to hopefully steal a point for Arsenal and maybe even more well we wondered if De Gea was going to be tested in this game Oxlade Chamberlain got away on the right hand side and curled the ball over to the left and it was Giroud it may well have taken a deflection somewhere along the line but it ended up into the net and in the 89th minute it is Manchester United 1 Arsenal 1 well, Giroud will certainly be hoping to start in the Champions League in that huge, huge game against Paris Saint-Germain at Emirates Stadium on Wednesday night. Another man who's likely to be in the starting eleven and with huge amounts of responsibility on his shoulders is Squadron Mustafi. We'll talk to the German defender next. Skodron Mustafi has certainly adapted quickly to life in the Premier League after arriving from the Bundesliga and has settled nicely into his new environment, something he's been doing since he was 14 years old. Well, I think it's not easy, you know, moving uh, from home when you're 14. Um, most of the things uh, in life you never did yourself, you know. Uh, your parents do everything, you just go to school, come back home, play football and that was it. And then suddenly you, you have to move uh, from home. Um, to a city which was at, uh, which was like 500 kilometers away from home, and um, yeah, it's not it's not easy not to have the people around you, and you um, yeah, you start growing quick, I think, because you you think about things that a 14 year old uh, kid wouldn't think if if he would be at home. 
So would you recommend doing it? When you look back now, do you think that was a very valuable thing to do? I think the, it is, but it can, it can be the different, ways, uh, the different way as well. You know, I think um, as, a, as a father or as a, as a mother, I think it's, it's difficult to, to give your, your kid away uh, with 14. I think for, for me at this time, it was like, oh yeah, I go Hamburg. It's a team which plays in Bundesliga. Yeah, I go uh, because it was a dream. But like for for the parents, they they think different. They think, okay, 14 years old, he 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 goes away. It's not around the corner that like if something happens, I can be there in five minutes. Um, and I think it's a it's 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 difficult. It's difficult to make a decision if it's good or not good. I think you have to know your your child really well to think, okay, I can trust him. I can leave him go because I know how he is. I know how he thinks. Um, or I can't because I know that he's going to be lost alone and I think it's, it's something that uh, like the parents have to make the decision. So what did you do? Did you move in with another family in Hamburg? How did it? No, it was like we had like a, a house, um, a property where all the, like we, we were I think 14 or 15 at, uh, at, the, uh, at this time, uh, 15 boys that came from different, from different um, countries as well, but even from different uh, cities, which were far away from Hamburg. We lived all in one, in one, uh, in one building and, um, and yeah, and everyone was like training with, his, with, with the teams because we were at different ages as well. Um, but yeah, we, that was the good thing. You, you, uh, I was not alone. Mm. I had like people around me, which, which helped me a lot. But it must've been difficult times as well. Was there any time when you thought, I want to go back home, or this is not what I expected. To be honest, the the most difficult time was like the first week, you know, because you, um, yeah, the first thing you think when a team like this is interested, it's like, yeah, I want to go. And then you are there and you see like everyday training, it's pressure, it's not like in your home, uh, in your hometown where you are like the star, you can do whatever you want, you just play. You have to earn your place and um, there's so much pressure and when you're only 14, 15, it is difficult, it is difficult. And then you don't have your father, you don't have your mother, uh, you don't have your friends around you where you can, you know, when you don't feel good, you just talk to them. Yeah. There's no one there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was only the first week and then I just, I just said, now, now I'm here, I have the opportunity and I, and I have to take that. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, a three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 22nd of November 1986, Paul Merson made his Arsenal debut against Manchester City. Merson would become a firm fan favourite at Highbury, scoring a number of memorable goals over his time there, including this one in the 1993 League Cup final against Sheffield Wednesday. Davis chipping that one through. Merson with a shot. It's in. So it's 1 1. We couldn't have wished for a better start to a game of football. Both sides being rewarded already in the first 20 minutes for a lot of endeavour. I think there may have been a deflection on the way here as well. It certainly didn't catch it right, if there wasn't. 
Merseburg go on to play 425 times in Arsenal colours, scoring 99 goals before then moving to Middlesbrough in the year 1997. In 15 years with the club, Merce won two league titles and an FA Cup as well as a League Cup and of course the European Cup Winners' Cup as well. Now, over the years, many famous figures from a combination of the world of sport and beyond have graced both Highbury and Emirates Stadium. And among that list of late was the two-time former heavyweight world boxing champion and Olympic gold medalist, the great George Foreman. The man affectionately known as Big George entertained a lucky audience in an evening with George Foreman here recently. And we were there to speak to him afterwards. You know, I get a chance to present some of the things that George Foreman is about. Meet fans, sign autographs and then, in, in other words, have a good time. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you're aware that Arsenal's manager, Arsene Wenger, has been in charge for 20 years. It's, it's an incredibly long spell in charge. Yeah. Kept the club at the top. Now, you boxed over three decades at the very top, on and off. I know you retired mm. for a period. What does it take, mentality-wise, to stay at the top of the game for two decades, three decades? You, every day, you've got to look up, get in the mirror and say, I can do this, mm. and no one can do it better than me then maybe you get out of the mirror and say, what did I just say? <laughs> but you end up backing yourself from the mirror. Yeah. Uh, but you really just got to believe that you're doing something that you're good at. Yeah. That's it. Now, you are, you know, you're long retired from boxing, but you, you went back to it, didn't you? You had a period, out, was it a decade out of it? We've got a player here, Robert Perez, a legendary player here at Arsenal. Um, it's his birthday today, actually. Wow. So happy birthday, Robert. Um, he, 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 continues birthday, yeah. to, he continues to train with the club. Yeah. He's into his 40s now. It's hard, isn't it? When you've been at the top level, you just don't want to let go. Was that, did you find it tough? Uh, the, the second time around, I left boxing the first time for 10 years. I loved being out of boxing. Mm -hmm. Then I made myself go back in to earn money. And I learned how to box because I didn't have all that youth and energy. I had to skillfully learn the sport, mm -hmm. and it was hard to give it up. I didn't ever want to stop boxing. If I had, that's why I left HBO. I figured every time I was watching, calling the sports, I said, I can beat this guy. And I realized I'd be 80 years old saying the same thing. So next time you come back to North London, would you fancy taking in a game here at Arsenal? We'd I love sure to, would. We'd love to host you. I sure would. I, how's the popcorn here? <laughs> we do hot dogs. Yeah, I know about the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we would be delighted to welcome you back any time. Uh, it's you. been a pleasure to have you here at Arsenal Football Club. We hope, hope you have a great party out there today and meeting all Look, the fans. Looking forward to yeah, it. Um... The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, Adrian Clark joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarky, looking very smart in your nice little uh, Arsenal coat. Yeah, I'm, I'm all Tony Poolist up today. Uh, Where's the club shop? Where's the club? No, no chanting. I'm never chanting again. We'll come on to that later. The people have spoken. I accept the result, but we'll never, ever. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do that again. Anyway, um, <laughs> before we go on to today, we've been hearing from Paul Merson in the history lesson. Uh, a man, of course, that you would know well mm. from your time as a player here. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Good lad. Uh, what a good player he was. Um, he probably doesn't make it into many of the fans' all-time great 11s, but talent-wise, he's not far away, I tell you that. He, he was, they called him the magic man, and it was for good reason, because he could pull rabbits out of the hat. He was a brilliant chipper of goalkeepers. Um, he used to do it all the time in training, and um, yeah, just, just, just naturally gifted, could play as a striker, or as a winger, or as a central midfielder, actually, later on in his career. So a very underrated football, I think, when, when fans look back. Uh, because Purely, I think, because there were so many good players in that era. Absolutely. And a, and a very different era as well, which is fascinating in itself. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. Um, question on the chalkboard. Yes. With the Man United game partially in mind, but a few more recent weeks as well, how do Arsenal, in what's traditionally not their strongest month, stop draws and start getting wins again? Just turn one point into three. Yeah, there has been a little bit of... a. Uh, a dip, I would have to say, in recent weeks. The, the highlights of the Chelsea game, the Basel, the Ludogorets, we, we blew those teams away. And that's not happening at the moment, is it? Um, Still unbeaten to, to start the season, though. Look, there are positives, for sure. Um, but, yeah, how do we turn draws into victories? I think a lot of it is down to the way Arsenal start matches. Um, if you think about the games where they've been at their very best, they have torn at the opposition right from the whistle. They've played at an incredibly high tempo got an early goal and then really enjoyed themselves. And I just think this team is built to do that. Um, they are great front runners, this Arsenal side. Once they get the lead, they don't actually give it up that often. I know that they, they did um, in the North London derby, mm. um, but that, that wasn't the norm. Um, I think they're good front runners. So it's all about the start for me. Uh, and also, just just I don't know, it's difficult because I do feel that the likes of Theo and Alexis have, have maybe... I hit a wall, but physically, I think that they may be a little bit jaded at the moment as well. So it's down to guys like Giroud and the Ox who came on and delivered at Manchester United to, to keep everybody on their toes as well. There we go. Completely agree. OK, so let's focus then on Bournemouth. Next up, a team ninth in the Premier League yeah. at the moment. Obviously, Jack Wilshire is there. Won't be allowed to play against his parent club. But I'm really impressed with what they've done second season so far under Eddie Howe. He's a good manager. He's, he's intelligent. He learns from his mistakes, which I think not all managers do. Sometimes they're a little bit stubborn and they are set in their ways. But Eddie Howe is the type that will develop and he will adjust his playing style. Look, Bournemouth still play 
attractive football, but they've also become a touch more functional, um, and they had to be because they were too easy to play against at times last season. So yeah, they're, they're mixing it up nicely. Ninth is maybe a false position for them. I, I, personally, I wouldn't expect them to stay there, but there's no reason why they can't be around the, the 11th, 12th, 13th marker um, come the end of the season because what they've got is a philosophy. They've got a good manager and they've got players that want to play together. They, they clearly enjoy working for the, for the gaffer. Who would you highlight as one or two of their key players? Because they're a team that is, to a degree, a, a sum of their parts, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a team of, of great individuals, really. You're looking, I think, if you're talking about a form player... I say Junior Stanislas is someone I'd pick out because um, I mean he he wasn't first choice at the start of this season, um, but he can make things happen. He is capable of scoring from long range. He's a great set piece taker, and his movement is decent as well. He's pretty sharp. So even though for the, for, for the bulk of his career he's been a bit of a fringe player wherever he's been, mm-hmm. I actually think he's a bit of a danger man in this particular match. I think he'll play on the on the right. He can pop up on the left as well. Um, so the fullbacks need to be wary of him for sure. Um, but yeah, you're, you're bang on. They, they don't have great individuals really. Um, Harry Arter is another one. Yep. Good, good good player, good passer. Reminds me so much of Frank Lampard. He just, the way he runs actually, the way he moves, the way, just his, his body language. He's Frank Lampard. It's quite, it's quite off-putting at times. <laughs> and he actually, he has a really good long shot as well. He didn't score as many goals as he perhaps should. So yeah, he's a guy that you can't underestimate. Okay, so two traditional questions mm. to finish this part okay. of the chat, which is first of all, what would be your key head-to-head battleground? Key head-to-head uh, head head, is difficult. Uh, I think that uh, we are going to dominate possession in this game, so it is probably actually I'm going to I'm going to say Mesut Özil against um, against the holding midfielder Andrew Sermon, who's a really important player for them. He will be in this match as well because I expect Bournemouth to sit back for the bulk of it. Uh, soak pressure up and then look to hit us hard and fast on the counter. They've got Callum Wilson, they've got Josh King. Fast um, as very well. Very fast. They are going to be very dangerous on the counter-attack, no doubt about that. So it's how can Bournemouth withstand Arsenal. Now, Mesut wasn't at his best last time out at Manchester United. He's got to run Andrew Sermon around. He's got to drag him to places that he doesn't want to go to in this match. And... Um, yeah, if he can get the upper hand in that particular duel, I think Arsenal will be uh, quids in. And to finish that off, how do you beat Bournemouth? Well, let's go, let's go back to the start. Start this match with a very, very fast tempo. Get that early goal. And I, I, I think Bournemouth will have to change their game plan. We, we, they will try to do what they did at Stoke, which was um, sit back, soak things up and score a goal and then kill, and then kill the game. Don't give them an inch. Get ourselves the lead. Make them come at us and then it'll be a completely different game. I think we'll be just fine. We need to bounce back in the Premier League. This is a huge, huge game for Arsenal. Have to get three points. The best way to get three points is to start like you mean to go off. Well, Clarkey, I said you looked smart. The Arsenal Weekly podcast producer, Liam Roberts, is wearing the snazziest of blue jackets. Where on earth he got that from, I don't know. He's looking good. Liam. It's, it's functional, it's warm. It's warm because I feel so cold after the chant off last week. <laughs> I feel cold and empty after that. What, because you, you, you've missed the chance or just we made you feel empty? I don't know, it's, it's one of the two. <laughs> but points-wise, so we put it out on Twitter and thank you to everyone who voted. We've got a really good response. With 59%, Adrian Clark wins it. Oh, Get in. So, oh, look, it's, a, it's a proud moment. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody 
that voted, uh, the people have spoken, and uh, yeah, hard lines for us. Look, I, th- I think your, your chant was good, but ultimately, not good enough. The Donald Trump of the Arsenal podcast. <laughs> We've had some dodgy results this year on polls, haven't we? Yeah, here's another one. <laughs> so that makes it 10-7. I think mine was a little bit too long hearing it back. That was yeah. the one thing. I think I got a bit carried away. Look, move on, move on, Russ, it's gone. Sorry, we are moving on. Talk to the hand, Donald. (laughs) We've got more points to give out. So last week I asked, because of the booking situation in the Chelsea game, we thought maybe it was the Mourinho factor ahead of the the United game. How many bookings, Russ, you went for? Seven, I think. Yeah, got sucked in. Got sucked in by the narrative, didn't we, seven? And then, Clarky, you went for the... I just just played dirty and went six. So you went for the dark tactics? Yes. And they worked, because there were six. (laughs) Well, that's how I got my lead at the start of the season, was the dark tactics. I genuinely didn't know that it was six. I thought thought there was, like, three. Um, So great news. Do you know where that went wrong? Giroud should have also run into the crowd and got himself booked for me. (laughs) That's where it went wrong. So you're blaming Olivier Giroud (laughs) for not getting your points. So that... That makes it 10 all. Oh, so amazing. in one week, Adrian Clark has got it back to level oh pegging. Oh my God. So it's all up to play for this week. Moment- it's all about momentum now. This is worrying. <laughs> so, I feel a bit like Spurs when they've got a chance of finishing above Arsenal and just I'm just flatlining. <laughs> oh no. So what we're going for Long this week, you so you spoke about a quick start yes. in, the, uh, in the Bournemouth game. Someone who's going to be key to that is Meza Ozil. If oh. Ozil can get his passing together. Mm. So we're going to ask for passing accuracy of Ozil in the opponent's half? <sighs> good, and good question. Yes, definitely go. Yeah, okay. He's normally pretty good in this regard. I would say, let's go. I think he's going to be really tidy in this match. He wasn't at his best at Old Trafford. Um, 87.6%. That's high. Is that specific yeah. enough? I tell you, I'll, I'll give it to you by the percent. So if you, if you, get, it, if you get it to the percent, uh, don't yeah. Okay, all right. Eighty, I suppose, in that in that regard, it would be uh, eight. I go eighty-seven. I wasn't going to go quite that high. I was thinking around the eighty mark. I'm not going to resort back to yeah. the filthy, yeah. murky tactics. Right. Right, look, we're level now. It's, yeah. I'm going to go eighty-three. Okay. Eighty-three. Yeah, good luck. Eighty-seven, eighty-three. We'll see where we are next week. Liam, thank you very much indeed, and Clarky, congratulations, man. You are the chanting champion. I was champion. proud of my chant, I've got to be honest. So, yeah, uh, yeah but look, it's gone. It's gone now. We're on level. Move on, move on. Move on to Bournemouth. And in terms of Manchester United, you can, of course, check out Adrian's brilliant review on the breakdown on Arsenal.com. Well, that's just about full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Squadron Mustafi, to George Foreman and to Adrian Clark for all of their contributions today. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, clearly leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast these days as well to make sure that you never miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 28th of November. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you got us. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.